Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. We want to provide value, give them all of these marketing materials and training, coaching. Let's step back because if we don't have a strategic way to educate them and drive adoption, then it's for nothing. And so I think with everything that we implement and provide, all of the value that we provide, it has to start with the basics. How are agents going to use this? How is it going to help them sell more real estate? And how do we easily and efficiently give it to them in a way that they leverage it? And so that is really what we do every time we deploy something. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Belt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they learn navigating this ever-changing industry. Hey folks, this is Clayton Collins, CEO at HW Media. I invited Brendan Ath to give you a little more detail on HousingWire Annual. This is HousingWire's mortgage-focused event that covers everything in mortgage finance, from origination, servicing, secondary markets, and partnerships with real estate, title, and valuation professionals. You have people like Frank Martell, the CEO of Loan Depot, our own Logan Motoshami, lead analyst over at HousingWire, Sandra Thompson, FHFA director, and even Celine Kalam, who's the CEO of Thrive Mortgage. These executives are taking the stage. What are they talking about that actually applies to you? So they're addressing how are they staying profitable in this business? How are they creating communication flows from the top down and making sure that everyone through the company is driving that business forward? How are they making the tough decisions? It's a tougher market, but even though it's a tougher market, there's still people who are growing. So how are they winning that market share and what does their mindset have to do with that? And so two of the big buzzwords that we use are actionable items and insights and walking away, but that is something we actually took and then went a level deeper to make sure we're we're creating those opportunities for you guys, whether it's on the pickleball core or staying after in the session to chat with these leaders at these companies. It's the people you want to be in the room with. You want to be surrounded by people who are growing because when I leave a conference, it's that energy that you want to take with you back to your business as you build out more strategy for 2024 and beyond. That's why we call it the starting line, right? You're, you're starting your business for the future. So that's where I would kind of touch on to start with. If you want to learn more about Housing Wire Annual, visit housingwireannual.com. Or if you're on HousingWire, you can click the events tab and see all of our events, Housing Wire Annual included. This event is October 10th through 12th in Austin, Texas. We're bringing you a special promo. I'm not even gonna tell you what it is on air right now. Um, you have to DM me. So you can hit me up on LinkedIn, Clayton Collins, CEO of HW Media, easy to find, or on Instagram at housingclayton. So check us out. Join us at Housing Wire Annual. Thank you. See you in Austin. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about business growth, leadership, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt. I'm the Senior Director of Data and Content for HW Media, which encompasses both the Housing Wire and the Real Trends brand. And today, I'd like to welcome Natalie Hamrick. She is the Executive Vice President for Christie's International Real Estate, and Chris Lim, who is the president of Christie's International Real Estate. So welcome, Natalie and Chris. Thanks, Tracy. It's so good to be here. Hi, Tracy. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. 
No problem. So we were talking about the competitive pickleball at the gathering of eagles before we started this podcast, um, (laughs) which was a fun discussion. But we're going to go into business now. So um, basically, I just want to start by talking about the direction of Christie's. And um, as you build this luxury brand, Um, So, Chris, let's start with you and talk a little bit about the core values that you find invaluable um, growing the brand. Thanks, Tracy. You know, we were very clear about the direction when we first became stewards of the brand. It's almost two years ago. And we wanted to, we had a very clear mission to create the very best global network in the world of independent brokerages, period. And that core value for us was service. We say here at Christie's, that it's not a level of service. Um, it's not. A, it's actually not a price point. It's a level of service, and everything we do comes back to servicing. You know, whether that's our brokers, our agents, or our end consumers, we know that success would only be possible by delivering the best service. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to get into some specifics of that growth. Um, and Natalie, I'm going to turn to you for that. Um, you know, what did, let's get very specific. I want to get a little granular um, about some of the kind of core strategies you use to um, to grow. And if you could give me some numbers of how you've grown over the past couple of years, that would be great as well. Yeah, I would love that. Um, well, I am a firm believer that you can't have growth without a solid foundation. And I'm also a firm believer that in order to grow, you have to maintain. But that does not mean maintain the status quo. I mean, maintain the core values of who you are and your culture. So when we looked at what needed to happen first, when we took over the brand, it was very clear to me. And that was to focus on our current affiliates. Because, you know, just like we tell all of our current affiliates now how important it is to re-recruit their current agents, it was imperative for us to do the same with our core network and the affiliates that had been with us forever, because they are, you know, the backbone of our network. So it was important to re-engage and reset the network to give them trust and establish credibility and provide that strategic vision for what we plan to improve, but also what we would maintain. And that was the brand and our close connection to the auction house. We also understood the importance of our involvement in recruiting uh, for our affiliates. So Chris and I are deeply involved in and re- in invested in recruiting for our brokerages. We really see us as partners with them in this. And we've flown all over the country. I think Chris has some crazy numbers. Speaking of numbers, I think it was, what, Chris, 550,000 miles. miles. It's still an economy, yeah. though, Tracy. I don't understand how, how this is all working out for you, but that's fine. Got a great um, vacation on those miles. I know. I know. Well, it's usually to another affiliate. But, um, but through all of this, you know, our core values are, are the constant. And everything we do is based on a culture of love and relationships because relationships are everything, you know, to us. And we never stray from that. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, real estate is all about relationships on a hyper like local level for, for agents and consumers and, and then for you. So can you give me a little more specifics on what you did to engage other than go to the affiliates? Were there some, you know, really like special or different things that you did to, to re-engage, um, you know, your current affiliates and, and then move on to recruiting? Yeah, I, I think it's really showing them literally what our new value proposition was. You know, we have training and coaching. We have that culture of love, but what does that mean? You know, and so we really showed them that we are now 
a brokerage owned by a brokerage. And App Properties was our, literally still is our test kitchen. So we were able to really jump in with our current affiliates and re-engage by showing them what we could do, letting them see the technology, really introducing Chris, Mike, and Thad because I had those relationships. So it was important to get Chris, Mike, and Thad in front of our current affiliates to show them who they were, what was important to us. And always, always, we go back to what Chris initially said, and that was to build the a network of the best independent brokerages in the world. And we wanted to show them how we did that. So we did that through our value proposition, which was our, our tech, our coaching and training, our marketing, and again, leading with love always. I will say, Tracy, that, you know, that's our first year. I mean, you know, last year we saw our first year was really foundational. And I think that's why we spent so much time on the road is because we needed to create those relationships. Natalie actually had those because she had been with Christie's. But for me, it was really introducing myself and actually letting them know that what is different about the new, new network was that actually I had sold real estate. I'd actually owned a brokerage. And so I was very um, aligned with what our broker owners and our agents had were going through. I think most of our audience already knows the connection with that properties and Christie's, but Chris, why don't you just explain it so for the audience so that they understand as well? Great question. It's one we get often all the time. Um, the way that I, I, I explain it quite simply is App Properties is Christie's, Christie International Real Estate's largest U.S. affiliate. And so it falls within our Christie's. And I like to, Tracy, I like to call it our test kitchen. Um, not only because we're in Chicago, which is, you know, one of the culinary capitals, but also because I think it resonates a lot with our network. And, and we call it a test kitchen because everything that we do here at our properties, we're able to take the best of it, test it, and then airlift it to our network. And it's built by agents for agents. That's great. And speak, you know, speaking of Chicago, uh, you you're right, culinary capital basically. I we were there for a volleyball tournament and I discovered the whole hog salt restaurants, which is Bavette's and Ashaval and, you know, uh, Travoli Tavern. Every night we went to a different one of those restaurants. Excellent. <laughs> I hope you walk there because I tell you, if you just start eating your way through Chicago, you'll have to roll out of here. Absolutely. So. <laughs> we basically didn't eat all day so that we could have a really good meal at night. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Chris, you built obviously a very successful brand um, and brokerage with Climb Real Estate, which you eventually sold to anywhere. Um, so what were some of the business lessons that you learned through that process and then transferred into building um, Christie's? Wow, Tracy, that's such a great question. And, you know, I think I feel like uh, this is sort of a precursor to the book I'm going to write um, someday. But um, I think there were probably a ton of learnings, but there's probably three that I would probably share with you. Um, and one was really our mantra at Climb Real Estate. And that was really that you don't need to be everything to everyone, but you just need to be great to a few hundred fans. And we did that very well. We specialized. We were really different. And in many ways, we were exceptional. The other thing that I think we did really well is we, we watched and learned from other industries. You know, we looked at technology, we looked at marketing firms, we looked at retail, and we were really fortunate to actually be on the same street in the early days of Airbnb. And we had good fortune, Mark and I, Mark Choi and I, uh, of touring the Airbnb offices. And they were really, really different, unlike anything we had seen before. And we kept saying to ourselves, how do we apply this to our own brokerage? And so for many of you that had seen actually the 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 photography of our office spaces, it was truly different. And we were really inspired by, 
by uh, um, Airbnb. And then the final is that we were really influenced by by software, the software industry, you know, being in Silicon Valley and really the principles of agile software development. You know, we would constantly test something. We would reiterate, we would learn and we would adopt. And some things obviously were huge, huge hits. Many of us know us for the climb airstream, but a lot of times we had huge disastrous failures, probably more than I'd like to admit. But in those those disasters, I feel like there were really key learnings um, that helped us grow and evolve and take it to the next level. And, in you know, honestly, the failure is the best part in a lot of ways because you learn so much. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about, um, you know, learning from those failures and then rebuilding into something greater. Um, so, you know, if you've got any specific stories that you could share, I would love that. I mean, one thing that we, you know, obviously we were, you know, we were in San Francisco, it was very expensive office market. And so we were really testing, you know, how can we couldn't really afford to have really huge 4,000, 5,000 square foot offices. And so we had, we forced to be creative. And so, um, you know, one thing that we tested was the condo store, which was a 500 square foot office and kind of what we thought was this ideal burgeoning area of San Francisco. Um, but there was no parking. And Mark will tell you there was no internet. So it was an unmitigated disaster. It was this beautiful office that we call the condo store. And Mark's like, we have no parking and we have no internet. What are you doing? Um, and so I feel like I had to make it up with the Airstream. But that that small condo store was definitely an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. Oh, I think those stories are are fun too, because I think every brokerage leader can relate to them. Um, and, and Natalie, I want to talk to you a little bit about talent attraction. Um, so how, how are you doing that at Christie's and what are some of the tenants of that, um, that, that you're really trying to get across to, to, um, you know, brokerage owners and, and, and affiliates? Yeah, well, Tracy, I love this question so much because of the unique perspective and story that I have with this brand. What a lot of people probably don't know is that I was with Christie's for approximately 10 years prior to the acquisition. So I left Christie's to come work, you know, at App Properties to work alongside Chris and really learn from Mike and Thad. And then shortly after, Chris and I sourced the Christie's deal. So all in, I was actually only away from this brand, I would say for about six months, which Chris jokingly calls my study abroad. Um, So I really do have this unique lens of the before and after. And I knew exactly what we needed to change, but also, again, what we had to maintain. So in essence, I would say everything changed, but the core did not. And the core that I'm referring to, obviously, is the brand, because you cannot deny the extrinsic, non-quantifiable value of this brand. You can go anywhere in the world and say, I'm with Christie's International Real Estate, you know, shoulders drop and ears open. But I also knew that if we could successfully, again, as I referenced, airlift and implement the suite of services and this value proposition that has made at properties so wildly successful and marry that with this iconic brand, then lights out, you know, it would be a complete game changer for us. And so that's exactly what we've done. And that's exactly what we'll continue to do. And do you have any um, maybe kind of lessons learned through that whole process um, in, in what you're doing now? Yeah, I think the biggest lesson that 
we have learned is to make sure that we are, you know, we always get caught up and we're, we want to provide value, want to pro- provide value, we want to, you know, give them all of these marketing materials and training, coaching. But many times, and, and I tell my team all the time, let's step back because if we don't have a strategic way to educate them, and drive adoption, then it's for nothing. And so I think with everything that we implement and provide, all of the value that we provide, it has to start with the basics. How are agents going to you know, use this? How is it going to help them sell more real estate? And how do we easily and efficiently give it to them in a way that they leverage it in a very positive way? And so that is really what we do Every time we deploy something, and and if you don't do that, you can see, you know, there's I, I've been at this job for a very long time, um, running servicing, and and I will never forget I was in Argentina probably ten years ago, and we had this amazing new um, initiative with the auction house. It was this really cool postcard initiative we were putting up in all the sales galleries, and I felt like I had talked about it until I was blue in the face to all of my affiliates. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. So we get to this conference and an affiliate comes up to me and she said, I just heard from someone else that there's this postcard program that's going into the sales galleries at the auction house. And I almost fell on the floor. I'm like, how, how does she not know about this? And then it kind of made me realize you have to really look at everything through the lens of an agent. How are they going to digest this information? How are they going to understand it and utilize it? And that's really what we do now every time. Yeah, that's so smart. Um, and and it's it's basically you think you're communicating your message too much, and there's really no limit to the no- amount of communication that you can do. <laughs> there is no limit. It is yes, exactly. Um, it, the next one is really kind of. I ask everyone on the podcast this question, and it's it's so interesting. Obviously, as entrepreneurs and leaders, you have a lot of aha moments. Um, but some of them probably stick out a little bit more than others, and we're really a transition point in the growth of your business or maybe your personal growth. Um, So Chris, we're going to start with you. What was kind of your aha moment that really sticks out the most? This is such a great question because I I actually remember my aha moment. Natalie and I were actually here in the office very in the early days when we first began, really late at night. And we were thinking to ourselves, how do we marry the very best of our culture and the technology that we have And how do we marry that with a brand that is synonymous with luxury any of the world? And we knew that the biggest opportunity was in the luxury real estate market. I had seen that firsthand at Anywhere, and I had actually seen it firsthand in my local San Francisco market. And it was in that moment that we knew we needed to change what what we were doing and that we needed a brand like Christie's. And what's so funny is that, you know, fast forward to almost two years and we've seen that thesis play out, you know, and to candidly, it was a dream for us to to have kind of to be able to marry this technology, this culture, this leadership, and now with the best brand in the world. And we've seen that proven true. You know, we look at our brokerage owners, they're all increasing their market share, they're increasing their average sales price, they're increasing their transaction volume. It's all because of their affiliation with Christie's. And I'll tell you, I have seen doors open because of this brand and now this network. And it is truly like what we're creating is like no other. Great. And Natalie, for you, what was your aha moment? 
Well, I think it comes from our team and I'm constantly looking for ways to, you know, make them more efficient. And I want this to be a fun and engaging place to work. And I want Chris and I are always, you know, making sure that they can come talk to us about anything because our team is incredible and extremely hardworking and we would be nowhere without them. And they've, you know, experienced a lot of change. A, a, a lot of our team members were with us prior to the acquisition. And, you know, they'd been with us for as long as I have, which was about a decade. And so we had kind of the way that we'd always done things. And I want to make sure that we're all working toward the same goal, which is to provide the best service to our network so that we are building the best network of independent brokerages in the world, full stop. And so I was looking at my calendar one day, I came in and I think it was a Monday and I was completely booked, sometimes double booked. And I always laugh because my husband and I have this, when things slow down, we say that in our house, oh, when things slow down, we'll take a vacation or when things slow down or, you know, our daughter B grows up, we'll do this. And one day he just stopped me and he said, you do realize that life will never slow down. You do realize that. So that's kind of our joke now. So I have on my desk, my, when things slow down, kind of list of priorities for what I want to accomplish here in this network. But you cannot do that when you're, you know, you're completely booked and double booked. And I, I sat there for a minute and I thought, if I'm experiencing this, I feel like my team is experiencing this. So my big aha moment was, you know, in, in life, we do tend to do things just for the sake of doing them. And we can easily get stuck in a rut of, well, this is how we've always done it. And so I realized that I never really asked our team, why are we doing this? And, you know, the why is recurring meetings and old outdated, you know, the process of how we've done things before. So by simply posing this question of why we are doing this to our team, we were able to change completely the way that we structured our day. It changed our efficiencies, our outlook, our attitude, and we're able to really, you know, check in on each other and make sure that we're working toward our highest and best use, which is service to our network. And so I encourage everyone to ask that to themselves and to their team, because you might be surprised by what you learn. Oh, that is so true. I mean, I have the same schedule. And when I took over the department that I'm now managing, the previous manager had scheduled meetings. We had a team meeting every morning. We had one-on-ones. We had like yes. a million meetings. And I'm like, okay, what can we accomplish <laughs> in a more efficient way? That's great. Oh, when you're yes. always in meetings. Yes. Yes. meetings. Yeah, you have to have time to think and strategize and plan and um, yeah. And it's really hard to do that. And we, you know, my husband and I've done the same thing. Our daughter plays volleyball. Our son is older. He's 27, but it's like, okay, when volleyball ends, we're going to go on a vacation. Um, it's right, ended. Right. So. That vacation never <laughs> yes, comes. It's never no. ending. Yeah, exactly. It's right. that, that was a volleyball yeah. trip. That's so yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to go to Europe this year. She's not playing club again. She's a senior in high school and, we're, we've already set the trip over Christmas. So it's That's like we're right. no longer going things to will never slow down. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> it's so important <laughs> to do those things, you know, and, and we probably uh, wasted a lot of time not doing them just going, you know, on volleyball trips. So, so yeah, definitely. Although it was worth it for her. So, so yeah. Um, I'm going to skip the next question. I'm going to come back to it because I really want to talk about inspiration and motivation and, um, you know, I know I listen to a ton of podcasts and I read a lot of different books. Um, and, and there are a lot of people that I follow. So what I want to know from you and Natalie, we'll start with you. You know, where do you find 
inspiration and motivation. It, and it could be, um, you know, from podcasts or books, it could be from people. It could, you know, there's obviously a lot of different places to pull it from. Yeah, there are. And, and I love podcasts and, and I am a avid reader. I love to read. Um, but this one really came easily to me because I recently lost my grandmother. We were extremely close and it gave me the opportunity to focus on one's life and legacy. And as I was looking at this extraordinary woman's life, I called her Mimi. Um, it provided me with so much inspiration, but her nickname to our small town was Hurricane Hamrick. Um, and she had such depth and passion for her community and for her students. Uh, she was a teacher in our small town for decades. And at her service, I was inundated by stories from her former students who told me, you know, that she'd really changed their life because she was always available. She listened and she gave them to the tools to succeed and everyone felt important in her eyes. And I bring that desire to work with me every day. Um, you know, I love this network. I love the agents. I've become so close with our broker owners. It really is like a big family. And, you know, I want to have them look back on, on my legacy here. And I hope it's reflective of that. I hope that they say, you know, that I was a source of inspiration for them and for the network and someone who listened to their needs and delivered and was always available. And hopefully I can help change their life in some small way, whether that's getting one more listing or feeling empowered to use the brand and confident in their abilities. That's, that's what's important to me. Well, I am sorry for your loss, but she sounds like she was an amazing person and you're taking she a lot really away from, from her. So that's wonderful. Um, Chris, what about you? Can you top that one? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's so hard to follow that. I didn't have any lost relative. And it's quite funny because I was really thinking about this. You know, I, I thought the pressure of like having some profound or, you know, inspiration. Um, and then what I realized is I didn't, actually need to look very much further than the agents and owners in our network. And I said, they provide me with endless inspiration um, because, you know, running your own real estate practice uh, and independent brokerage, it takes courage. It takes drive. It takes entrepreneurship. And what I love about the real estate agent and being one is that you're simultaneously a CEO, COO, CMO, CTO, and CFO. And you're running the most important business, yours. And so when I travel around the world visiting agents, I'm constantly reminded of the work of an agent and what they do for their clients. I mean, they're creating wealth um, for generations. And they're actually helping with the most important place on earth, home. And so, you know, I'd be remiss, though, when we talk about motivation and to say, to, to mention Mike, and, Mike Golden and Thad Wong, who have provided endless inspiration for both Natalie and me. You know, everything that we have and everything that we do here at Christie's International Real Estate stands on the shoulders of that properties. And to keep that spirit alive, for me, is our greatest motivation. Yeah, yeah. They are definitely incredible leaders um, and very inspiring. So, so Every day. We, we are very lucky. I always laugh. Sometimes, you know, you can see Thad's brain working and I just will sit there. I wish I had popcorn. I'm just taking it all in, just just listening. So I never walk out of his office without probably eight pages just full of notes. So And I will tell I will tell you it was wonderful to be at Gathering of Eagles and to hear Steve um you know Steve Murray talk about actually that young lady, Natalie Hamrick, <laughs> who he saw as an uh, up and comer 
and to really acknowledge, um, you know, Thad Wong as the best recruiter of our industry. And I felt very, I was very proud, um, but also very motivated to be working with both Natalie and Thad. Um, and also to realize that, that, you know, Steve, who, who changed my life, um, you know, as you know, he was responsible for the sale of Klein and he, um, without him, I'm, I'm very grateful. So it was really kind of a neat moment. I feel the same about him. He's, um, I started with him 17 years ago, um, you know, two years before the acquisition of housing Wire, and he has taught me an incredible amount about the industry, uh, and just about life in general. Um, and I still talk to him at least once a week for, for that inspiration. And he's an industry icon. So I think we'd probably have to mention him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my next question is really more, um, not necessarily about Christie's, but about the brokerage industry in general. Um, and Natalie, I'll start with you. Where do you see the most opportunity for brokerage leaders um, over the next maybe year or so? I heard this on a podcast several months ago. I don't, and it really resonate, resonated with me. I don't remember the podcast. I think Oprah actually said this. You can't really be inspirational and look for opportunity without talking about Oprah. Um, but she said... People get to where they want to go because they know where they want to go. And it kind of stopped me in my tracks because oftentimes we forget to ask our agents and our team and ourselves, where do you want to go and what's important to you? And my grandmother always told me, if you don't ask the right questions and don't expect the right answer. So the opportunity right now is to understand really where you want to go, where your brokerage wants to go, where your agents want to go and pivot in and work toward that. And I think just stopping and asking these simple, basic questions to get a good understanding of your goals in life, you know, professionally and personally are so important and oftentimes really overlooked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chris, what about you? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And it actually could be really, really complex, you know, especially now with commission lawsuits and all of the changes and, you know, sort of the, um, you know, commissions changing. Um, but for me, the answer was, was really, really simple. The biggest opportunity is actually the one that's in front of you. And every market shift in my mind presents an opportunity. And I remember my opportunity was actually the call that I got from Thad Wong at the very beginning of the pandemic. And he asked me to kind of move to Chicago. Um, so halfway across the country from where I was to launch the national expansion of our properties. And as you can imagine, I was very resistant. In fact, I thought he was crazy. I didn't want to get on a plane. Um, and that's saying a lot because, you know, this, the opportunity that Thad and Mike gave me was really sort of my dream. It was the opportunity of a lifetime for me, um, especially because uh, the sort of the expansion of climb was put on hold. And so I feel like anytime there's a market shift or change, um, there's a bigger opportunity on the other side. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, huge opportunity to gain market share as well. Um, you know, so definitely. Um, and uh, if you could just offer one piece of advice for maybe newer brokers, um, those just taking, you know, just starting a, a company or, or starting in the business as a leader, um, what would that be? And Chris, I'll start with you on that one. That's such, God, these are great. These are really, really, really great questions. You know, what I will say is the brokerage business is hard work and it's even harder work to be successful. And so I think the advice that I would give is to really surround yourself around people you really love and that you really love working with. 
And that person may be completely different than you or complementary in my case, um, but always choose to work with someone who inspires you and who makes you grow and who helps you honestly be your best self. And so at Climb, I was very, very fortunate to work with Mark Choi. And here at Christie's, I'm very fortunate to work with Natalie. I guess we're going to call her the hammer. Because uh, <laughs> right? she's, tur- she's not a tornado. She's more the hammer. Um, and hammer, so hammer. all the hammer, hammer, right? The velvet hammer, actually. Um, but I will say kind of all the success that I've had in this business was because of the partnerships I had. And what's been so rewarding for me is that those business relationships are now lifelong friends. And so that's the advice I would give is to really surround you around, around people um, that you admire, you respect, that challenge you and force you to be your best self. And go to events like the Gathering of Eagles where you can of meet course. others like that, right? That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And and I completely agree with Chris. And one of the main drivers of all the success and growth that we've shared together is that we respect and trust each other immensely. But we also laugh and have a wonderful time because my jokes are way funnier than his. But um, so my advice is to also choose your partner very carefully. You have to know their strengths and you need to get out of their way, you know, when you need to. And Chris and I do have very complimentary, but also very different streaks and, and weaknesses. So we do give each other that runway and the ability and space to like lead and, you know, depending on the circumstance. But I would say most of all, I think humor is very, very underrated and I love it. So don't forget to laugh and make fun of yourself along the way because it's so important because you come here every day. You have to be with these people every day. Uh, For example, I never met a stage or a microphone I didn't like. And Chris keeps finding ways to lose his microphone, which is probably why this morning I came in ready to go. And he was like, oh, do we have to turn our our cameras on? I'm like, yeah, we're turning our cameras on. We're talking to Tracy. So (laughs) that's great. Um, My last question is just what's next for Christie's? And um, Chris, do you want to start with that one? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, to kind of predict what the future holds, you know, and I can't unfortunately predict the future. Um, and it's, so it's really hard to know what the future holds. Um, all that I know is that where there's opportunity, we at Christie's are going to seize it. And that's exactly what I've done my entire career. Um, when I started as an agent 21 years ago, I would have never, ever predicted this journey. You know, I was really focused on beating Sue Bowie, my, my nemesis on Noe Valley, uh, to win a listing. Um, but then, you know, from that, I then learned to build the team. Um, and I was really inspired by the millionaire real estate agent, which changed my life. Um, and then fortunately, I had the very good fortune of meeting Mark Choi. And you won't believe this, but we met at an open house uh, and he was my client. Um, and together we, we built and sold Climb um, and Realogy, which was so good to me and my mentor, Sherry Chris, who afforded me really the opportunity to learn um, how to be a franchisor. And then, you know, when Thad Wong called, I answered. Um, and then I had the very good fortune. Um, someone told me you need to meet this extraordinary woman, uh, for brunch. Uh, and I did, and that happened to be Natalie Hamrick. And so the rest is history. And so all I can tell you is that when there's an opportunity, I'm going to seize it. That's great. And Natalie, you get the final word. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Chris, you love She always it. does. <laughs> she always gets the final word. Let's be clear about that, Tracy. <laughs> well, like Chris said, 
I can't predict the future either. But what I can tell you is that I am committed to empowering other females in the industry to help them reach their goals. It is a huge passion of mine because unfortunately, most realtors are women, but women are less represented in executive roles. And what I can tell you about the future of Christie's International Real Estate is that I will continue to advocate and empower women within our organization. And for the network, I will help our broker owners do the same. That's a great final word. I like that one. Um, Well, Chris and Natalie, thank you so much for joining the Real Trending Podcast. It has been a pleasure. And um, I appreciate you both so much. Thank you. you And Tracy, I just want to put a a word out. At the next year's Gathering of Eagle Pickleball, Hamrick and I are going for the gold. We're coming for you We are going to take home the prize. So all of you listening... We are practicing all year and we will be, we'll see you in Arizona with our paddles, our outfits, our hats, our sunscreen. And and an extra bag for our trophy. (laughs) I don't know. I'm playing this year too. So I might find a partner. It's on. The competition is on. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.